back. That's right. This is Dr. Me First, and it's me, your ever sassy host, queen of burnout, mother of dragons, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. I am just pumped to be recording again. It is the end of July. My kids are going back to school in less than two weeks. We've been moving over the summer. It at times has been the hot mess express. But you know what? This is what life looks like when it's working. So I am just so thrilled to be back with you. I hope that you had a glorious summer as well. I hope that you have got to do all the things that you've needed to do, including rest and take some time off. And if you haven't, now is your chance. (laughs) But today's episode is going to be my first solo cast back. Remember, I promised at the beginning of summer I was going to do a money series. So if you're looking for industry standard financial advice, there's a bunch of other podcasts out there. But if you want to hear about my experience with money, I am going to tell you some different ways how I have not done the standard advice, and I want to show you that there is really no quote-unquote right answer. I'm going to be sharing on a number of topics that are great questions and great like non-traditional advice that probably my financial planner would cringe to hear me say, but I'm going to do it anyway. So enter at your own risk. And welcome to the University of Hard Knocks, the money series. Today, we're going to talk about why I broke up with Dave Ramsey. (laughs) So good. So let's see. Mm, Early 2000s, I was introduced to Dave Ramsey. Started listening to the radio show. He's in Nashville, not too far away from Indiana. So it was pretty easy to link up with him. Sounded like a great idea. We bought the books. I listened to his radio show, you know, got all the different advice on the baby steps. And me and Mr. Wiseman tried to follow it. And then I went to med school. And then I got out of med school. And then I went into residency. It was one of those things because I had listened to Dave Ramsey. I was like, oh my God, when I was first signing my first promissory note into medical school. But other than joining the military or signing up for uh, the National Corps, there wasn't any other way that I was going to be able to get through school. There was like no trust fund, no extra money. I guess I could sell a kidney, but I couldn't sell one every single year for four years. So that wasn't going to work either. So it was one of those that I went in to my financial life in med school with a lot of guilt and shame. And I'm not blaming this on Dave by any means, but having been a very close follower and, you know, that debt, something to 100% stay away from, I really struggled with that. So when I got out of medical school and into residency, we didn't even wait for the six months forbearance to start paying on loans. Like we started paying on them right away. We set up the debt snowball from like smallest to largest and tried to start knocking stuff out. We didn't have any kids at the time and we finally both had two incomes, even though one was a resident income and one was a teacher income. Somehow we made it happen. And then around... My second year of residency, I was like, we have to go on a vacation. We have to spend some other money because we had had our nose to the grindstone, pinching every penny, paying with cash. And it just felt like that debt was just so heavy and so big that I was being squashed under it. 
I had set an expectation for myself that I would pay off my student debt by my 10-year anniversary from medical school. I'm not sure why I picked that number. I just felt like that's what it needed to be. And what I realize now is that I had no idea what was going to happen. Yes, of course, going into it with the best expectations to get out of debt when I could, I set really unrealistic expectations on myself that we would be able to knock out over $200,000 in debt while working with a relatively small income stream, a new baby, and trying to figure everything out. And so that was one of the areas that we first started to relax on the Dave Ramsey method was that, yeah, like we needed to go on a vacation. We needed to take some time away. We needed to pause our debt snowball at that time. And I had so much guilt and so much shame around that as well of like, I have all this debt, but yet I'm struggling and I need a vacation. So I need to spend money in other ways. And so what I want to tell you, the lesson that I learned from that is that, you know, I'm human and I have needs right now. Now, did we go on like an all-inclusive extravagant vacation? No, we went and visited family in another state. (laughs) So it was a very cheap vacation. As a matter of fact, we went to the beach, which is totally free. We packed our own food. We didn't go out to eat, all those type of things. And it was one of the probably best vacations that we had during that time because it really helped to get away, to clear my brain, and to come back to my location in residency as a second year a little bit better off. So I just want to put a plug out there that it's okay to have needs now because the mindset of extreme delayed gratification is bullshit. It would be different if we all maybe had like ten or $15,000 worth of debt and working a second job, slinging pizzas would actually put a dent in our our debt load. But unfortunately, we don't. And and granted, yes, I would love not to have had debt. But like I mentioned, there was no extra money for me. I had to figure out my way through college and therefore had to figure out my way through med school as well. And I'm actually okay with that. It's fine um, looking back on it now. But it's one of those things that a lot of Dave's methods were just not going to work for where we were at in life. And having that extreme delayed gratification of 10 years to get all of my stuff paid off and living on rice and beans for that long um, was just not good for my mental health. It wasn't good for our marriage and our relationship. It just wasn't, it wasn't good in our household. So at that point, I would say that was going into third year residency. We really had to sit down and, and talk about like, I don't know that this is realistic that we can keep doing that. Because I kept saying things like, okay, when we get the debt paid off, we'll take a nice vacation. Or when we get the debt paid off, we'll get a new car. Well, we couldn't wait till the debt was paid off because our cars were going kaput because we had been driving them forever and ever and ever. I also was doing the delayed gratification as far as like, okay, when I get the debt paid off, I'll feel so much better. I'll be happier. And this guilt and shame will go away. And I'm here to tell you, friend, it doesn't. Unless you actively work on it, it has nothing to do about the money. And so moving on from there, when I signed up for my big girl job after residency, I was like, yes, finally, we're going to have a big shovel and we are going to knock this shit out. And we did. We bought a 
smallish house. We did not upgrade to, you know, the big doctor home. We kept our payments very, very low. We kicked student loans asses because we continued to just be very mindful of it. And that's also, if you know anything about my history, when I really hit the bottom of burnout, like way, way, way down in the bottom. And it was one of those things that I wrestled with. How do I quit a job that is going to help me get out of something that's bringing me shame and grief? But how do I continue to do this job because it feels like it's killing me as well? And so that was a really hard struggling place with the finances, but also dealing with professional burnout in my work as well, because it felt like those two goals were at odds with each other. And so being ever wise, how he is, Mr. Wiseman, he reminded me that student loans could be put on minimal payments and no one would come to get our children and they wouldn't like flash our name on a billboard to say what horrible bad people we are. But maybe we should back off instead of paying thousands of dollars a month to, you know, the minimum payments and and going back on that. And I was totally resistant at that point. Absolutely. 100% like, no, that's not what Dave says. That's not the quote unquote right way to do it. This is what we need to do. Well, he finally convinced me and we did go on minimum payments and we started saving up money for my eventual transition away from that job. And I'm extremely thankful that he convinced my hard head that it's okay. It's okay to pause those financial goals for your own mental health and for our family. Because again, I was stuck in the like, I have to hustle to get this done. I have to meet my goals. Whatever ends to a means, you know, the destination is what I'm going for. But forgetting to enjoy the journey along the way, forgetting to take care of myself at that point. And I'll get into our financial story moving on from there. But that was really the point that we did break up with Dave Ramsey. Now we do continue to budget. Absolutely. We do continue to sit down. We used to do weekly. Now we do monthly because we've been doing it for so long, looking through the bills and and paying bills together and talking through the budget and seeing where we're at as far as with that thing. We have taken that with us. But as far as the extreme debt snowball, we've really realized that it wasn't a good fit for us. And so that's what I want to remind you. There are all sorts of financial experts out there. Everybody's got an opinion. They're kind of like noses. Some of them smell. (laughs) Unlike mine, who I still have COVID nose, but that's beside the point. You really have to be mindful when you're looking at the advice that you're using and really seeing, does this match our values? Does this match our family? Does this match our life? Because yeah, those things may be well intent for, like I said, people with like ten or $15,000 worth of debt. But is that going to fit our family in our situation in this current period? And so balancing that I think is really, really important. I know there's a lot of people right now in the FIRE community who are becoming financially independent and retiring early, which I think are great goals. But again, it's like getting to that point. And from what I've witnessed, it looks like there is a lot of fucking hustling going. And I'm telling you, there are times when hustle will get you ahead, but eventually hustle will just leave you to being a workaholic and burnt out even more. 
So even though I broke up with Dave Ramsey, I still appreciate some of his principles. We are trying to still become debt-free, and hopefully in the next year we will accomplish that. So, And instead of 10 years, we're going to actually make it in 13. So I don't think a three-year buffer is too bad. If you have any topics that you want me to talk about financially or any questions that you might have, send them an email to me, hello at burntoutobadass.com, and I will get them answered. I've heard it takes a village to raise a child. But you know what else? After raising that child and once that kid has grown up, it takes a community to care for them. Communities are what keeps us sane. They help us heal our trauma. They dance with us when we're winning. Without my online communities, I would have never made it through burnout. And I certainly would have gotten through the shitstorm of this pandemic either. If you too need community, I want to invite you over to my badass Slack group. That's right, I'm not going to be on Facebook, but I do love me some Slack. It's a place where you'll find that you're not the only one. You're not alone. You'll get total validation on what's going on with you. There's a pool of resources. Community is active and rating to welcome you in. We are all helpers who have needs. And sometimes we need to have a community that can surround us, protect us, give us a hug, and lift us up. And that's what the badass Slack community is. So come join me today. Link is in the show notes. If you have any topics that you want me to talk about financially or any questions that you might have, send them an email to me. Hello at burntoutobadass.com and I will get them answered. The next episodes that I'll be talking about is things like why I fired my husband's accountant and got my own, what were my best purchases in the last couple of years, and some other non-traditional topics as well. But I always love to hear from you all too. So if you need anything, remember to reach out. And of course, remember my friend, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. See ya.
Let's